0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quick Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way, providing a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio 855 2124 CBS. 855 2124 227. Send the tweets, send the hot takes. At Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. Abrupt right turn. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Pirno in a bad spot. Cause I had five minutes to tell him about this because I heard Robin Lumberg talking about it, and I'm just gonna start with it anyway, because I'm not gonna take the tack that a lot of people think I'm gonna take here. Give me the Juju Smith Schuster audio when you can. Whisper in my ear when it's ready. Because I was gonna start with something else, but then I I heard Robin Lumberg talking about Pierno always a professional, always right on top of things. He's got the Juju Smith Schuster audio. This is Juju Smith Schuster, a couple of days, Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver about the Cleveland Browns. Hit it. I think they're still the same Browns team
2: I every year. I think they're nameless, great faces. Um, yes, they have a couple good players on their team, but at the end of the day, like, I mean, I don't know, like, it's, it's the Browns, it's the Browns. Um, and that's just like one of those things that, you know, ASC North football, I and mean, they're a good team, but. Um, I'm just happy we're playing him again, you know, this, this Sunday.
1: So a lot of people, I liked what Robin said for a second. I go, cause I turned up my headphones and went, "Uh, what's he going to say? What's Robin going to say? And I went, that's balanced. Now, you know where I'm from and I'll tell you this. I don't think while Juju Smith Schuster has done some things that we don't give him the benefit of the doubt on cause he does tick videos. That's what he does. I, I don't know if that's, that's not high crimes for crying out loud, but It does come off. When you lose games, it comes off bad. So Juju Smith-Schuster's done some TikTok videos, and that don't sit well with a lot of people, even though my dad sent me a TikTok video today. I don't know why. Uh, He made some videos. He rubs people the wrong way. It bothers some people, and because he is who he is and he's bothered some people, some people are going to hang on his every word, and if he says something that seems to be out of line, people are going to be upset. Now, I'm on the other side. Remember, I'm doing a show for everybody right now but five days a week, six days a week during football season, uh, I'm, I'm right there on the ground in Cleveland. So when you hear this, fans in Cleveland take it as disrespect. I legitimately – this is why you don't start putting your foot in your mouth before because you want the benefit of the doubt later. Because you have history, I can't give you the benefit of the doubt. Because when he said – in, in, in the Juju Smith-Schuster clip, when he says nameless gray faces, that's a Mike Tomlinism. Mike tomlin has said Mike Tomlin has been a head coach, what, 14, 13, 14 years now? It's been a long time. Mike Tomlin has said that from day one, nameless gray faces. They're nameless gray faces. I legitimately think that Juju Smith-Schuster was trying to just answer the question without giving you much and get out of there. But I also think if you break down the comments, I think he knew what he was saying and then tried to get out of it and made it worse. Do we have that clip again? Play the clip again, if you will.
2: I think they're still the same Browns team I play every year. I think they're nameless great faces. Um, yes, they have a couple good players on, on their team, but at the end of the day, like, I, mean, I don't know. like it's, it's the Browns. It's the Browns. Um, and that's just like one of those things that, you know, AFC North football and they're a good team but um I'm just happy we're playing them again
1: you know this, this Sunday <laughs> same when he said same Browns every division has a team that they whoop up on they did this with the with the Saints back in the day when the Saints first started to really make a turn in the, in the early 90s and they it was a brief moment and then it like a comet in the sky it just went away. In the 90s, I have to remember, I think it was a game against the 49ers, and it might have been Ken Norton Jr. Somebody looks into the camera on the sidelines and says, Same old sorry-ass Saints. I mean, these are good players. You got Pat Swilling at some. I mean, you got good players on the Saints. But the Saints are a franchise that was beat up on. The Browns have been beat up on for a long time. And Juju Smith-Schuster, who's on, on social media more than any of us, Juju Smith-Schuster, he's probably checking that stuff between third and sixth and third and, and fourth down. I I think that a guy like him knows that people said same Browns, same old Steelers fans have tweeted to him same Browns. He says that and they go, oh, hey, you you've done it before, you've been in a conversation where a word gets away and in the back of your head going, hey, better clean this up, better get this better get this fixed up, so. Ah, uh, you know, they they got some good players. Well, wait a minute. I can't say they got a bunch of good players because we're playing the team on Sunday. Well, nameless gray faces. You know what? AFC North football. Just throw out words. Here are words. And you make, make of them what you will. AFC North football. Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Ah, Rust Belt, Steel Valley. Ah, Oil Town. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Ah, Tomlin. Stefanski, Cowher, Brown. they just throwing out words. But I tell you what, this is why I love it. Because we played those comments yesterday, and I just said, you don't have to understand them. If you're a Browns fan, you don't have to understand those comments. Take them as disrespect. If you're a Browns player, take them as disrespect. I saw Mac Wilson and what he tweeted when he had the hands – making the talking faces or making the talking sound or making the talking motion like that. Go ahead, do it, do it. Take it as disrespect. You need motivation. COVID's run through. The NFL ain't waiting for anybody. The NFL makes you play. You need motivation. Take that motivation. Take it. This is what makes it fun. This is something, I'll tell you this, this is what separates the playoffs from the other ones. In college sports, You have natural rivalries. You have rivalries that there is a certain segment of your fan base that cares, that lives and breathes and loves that rivalry and holds it dear, holds it sacred. But really, from a 30,000-foot perspective, there's only a few rivalries that really, really matter. And you know those rivalries. We talk about them all the time. But there are little rivalries that maybe I don't care about, that other people don't care about, but to you, to you and your school, boy, it's as close to life and death as it becomes. I'm from the MAC. I'm from the Mid-American Conference. Bowling Green and Toledo, they hate each other. There are people who went to Bowling Green, they hate Toledo. There's people who hate Toledo, they hate Bowling Green. OU and Miami, they hate each other. OU's kind of granola, kind of the hippie school. Miami, sweater vests, the Princeton of the Midwest, Very prim, very proper. They really dislike each other. Akron and Kent, basically the same school, 12 miles away. One set in the city, the other one set on a massive plot of land in Portage County. And while you don't care, they do. But that's what makes college sports fun. That's what makes high school sports fun. In the NFL, you got to be competing. You got to play for something to have a rivalry. Boston and L.A. don't just meet each other out of nowhere in the NBA and decide to hate each other. You got to play for championships. You have to have Jerry West upset that they lost again to the Boston freaking Celtics again and again and again and again. Nine times over, you have to have that. You have to have what happened in the 80s. You have to have what happened in the late 2000s. You have to have that. You have to play for something. And in the NFL while well, there's Kansas City and and there's Oakland and there's Cleveland and there's Pittsburgh you got to be playing for something you have to compete because it's not regional anymore we're all over the country guys come in from all over the world you need to play for something you need to play for something that matters more because y'all have the same amount of money y'all have the same house y'all have the same problems y'all have the same phones same cars same things that you love you got to have something that's different, something that shows you in front of a national audience or a world audience when it comes to the Super Bowl that I'm better than you, and here's my great, big, beautiful trophy to prove it. That's what makes the playoffs great, that Juju Smith-Schuster says what he says, and an entire city takes it as disrespect. And Steelers fans... Why are you saying this? Don't say this. Don't say this type of thing because this is a team that that happens to look down. This is a team that happens to look down on teams. This is a team that happens to look down on people. They did this with Tim Tebow. They, they, They didn't take Tim Tebow seriously. They didn't take the Jacksonville Jaguars seriously. They didn't take them seriously and they ended up getting beat. Don't do this, Juju. Don't do this again, when we have maybe one year left with Ben Roethlisberger, we have, we have this salary cap problem where we know that we're right up against it and that this thing might have to get blown up at some point. We might have to do something that we've never done it, it, since the 80s. We might not have to do this. Don't say this. And I love it. I love it. Because you have to play for something in the NFL to have a rivalry. And I've been wanting, as a fan, guys, I've been wanting it for 20 years. I saw Terrell Suggs walk into a press conference and I saw the I saw the the shirts the middle finger shirts with Pittsburgh I saw what was said I read what was said between James Harrison and so many of these Pittsburgh greats and the Baltimore Ravens and and and, and Ed Reed and Terrell Suggs and Ray Lewis and all I saw that and I wanted it so bad And while I'm out here just out in the middle of nothing with all these terrible quarterbacks for so long. I'm watching Ben Roethlisberger and Heinz Ward and great football players, great players. I have to respect their town. I have to respect their play no matter where I'm from. And I just wanted it. And now it feels like they're there. It feels, as a fan, they're there. And I finally get to understand what everybody's talking about. I'll make an analogy later, but I finally understand what everybody's talking about. And this is what makes it fun. It's fun. It's fun to get angry as a fan and to take something as a disrespect, knowing that he was probably not trying to be disrespectful. I don't think he was pounding the table and putting his name on something. But because it's the Browns, because it's the Steelers, because they're playing in the playoffs, I'm going to take it as a disrespect. That's the beauty of this. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All alright on to other business. I've seen Deshaun Watson before. His name's Matt Stafford. I extrapolated a couple years ago. Boy, you can hear my chair begging for mercy in the background. Can't you, Can't you, Pierno? Can you hear that, Pierno? I do hear it. I'm trying not to move around a whole bunch. I'm going to have to put baffles in the chair. This thing is on its last legs dying from my great big fat ass. I apologize. I've seen Deshaun Watson before. His name's Matt Stafford. I extrapolated Matt Stafford's numbers out a couple of, a couple of years ago. And this is before the injuries of 2020. Matt Stafford. God, now I'm, now I'm conscious of it. Matt Stafford, if I took his – he was 10 years in the league. If I take his two best years out, average him out for the next eight years, I assumed he'd have an 18-year career. Now that might be – he's taking on some injuries. He's looking a little thin in the skin. We'll see how it goes. But if I took his numbers and I extrapolated it out and I took out the two best years, averaged it out for an 18-year career, Matt Stafford would have been top seven in yards. Matt Stafford would be top seven in touchdowns. He'd have over 60,000 yards. He'd have over 400 touchdowns. Passing. Those are Hall of Fame numbers. Matt Stafford's not a Hall of Famer. I've seen Deshaun Watson before, and his name is Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is a throwback to what quarterbacking was in the mid-80s through the 90s, stand back, let her rip. Big numbers of 300, 350, 400-yard games going down the field, just pushing the ball, pushing, pushing, pushing down the field. But the problem is is that if I put him with the other guys, if I say that Matt Stafford, if I put him in the 80s and 90s and I put him next to, to Kelly and Marino, and maybe Aikman is a little bit loose when that comparison comes around. Young may a little bit loose to you, but still we're talking about Hall of Famers here. If I put him in that category of those players, the fathers, Brett Favre, Brett Favre even, if I put these guys in the fathers of what the modern quarterback has become, if I put him in that category, Matt Stafford's a Hall of Famer until Tom Brady comes around. Winning titles is more important than ever. Because as the rules change, as the position changes, stats become less and less meaningful. You had a season where Peyton Manning threw, what, 55 touchdowns and how many hundred yards, 5,500 yards, and you had a team that got blown out. Stats become meaningless throughout the years because I don't have, I can't put every guy in who has 50, 55,000, 60,000 yards in in a Hall of Fame if they don't have the All-Pros, if they don't have the Super Bowls, because I got other guys who's up the ante. I have Tom Brady, who's at Michael Jordan levels with championships in the ultimate team sport, who has six Super Bowl rings and nine appearances, and by God, we're looking at the Buccaneers right now, very well could make it 10, and very well could make it 7. I don't think I'd pick them, but very well could make it that way. It's changed the game cuz quarterbacking's different now. They're more athletic. Guys can run, guys can move and they're able to call offenses that way because they're more protected than they've ever been before. The official rules, the referees, quarterbacks are protected more than they ever have been and they'll continue to be more protected. But they are also more criticized. We expect more from them. In the days of Kelly and Marino, it was okay. It was okay. It, it was sad. It was sad to make the Super Bowl four times in a row and not be able to punch the ticket. It was sad to make the Super Bowl one time in your second year and, and be this prolific passer but never get close again because of the lack of running game. It was sad, but there was still a lot of respect. John Elway, it was sad until the very end, and then he had this running game with Terrell Davis and one of the best offensive lines in NFL history, and we felt so good after the two Super Bowls that he had had at the end. Such a great storybook feeling. There was respect. Now it's taken a completely different look. You have to have winning. You have to have deep runs. You have to have a Super Bowl. You have to have a championship. And Deshaun Watson, somewhere in the recess of his mind, he's young. I think he's still a little emotional. But he knows how talented he is. He knows how frustrating this season has been. And Deshaun Watson, in the back of his mind, knows legacy. And if somebody hasn't told him, then somebody needs to tell him that this might hold you back someday. Because the other ones, Mahomes, maybe Allen from what we're watching here, maybe some a couple of these other quarterbacks, it's going to an elite level. And he's played at times at an elite level. He still needs the hardware. Because like we've done with wide receivers, like we've done with basketball players, we're going to have to look at championships to make it that much more exclusive. And Deshaun Watson has seen this. Because he knows that he doesn't have a chance with this football team right now, or he hasn't had a chance over the last couple of years. And when he's a teammate of J.J. Watt, who means more to the city of Houston than probably their own mayor, when he sees J.J. Watt frustrated and struggling and on the verge of tears knowing that his career is soon coming to an end, that what he's left on the field in terms of greatness has been there, off the field has been wonderful. J.J. Watt's an absolute Hall of Famer. Make no mistake about it. There is a difference in the position. But J.J. Watt wants a Super Bowl, and they haven't really been close. There's ghosts on Deshaun Watson's own team that scare him. Because Deshaun Watson probably knows playing with a guy like J.J. Watt, he's going to blink it. He's going to be as old as J.J. Watt. In terms of his career, 36, 37, what did you leave? What did you accomplish? And now it puts Deshaun Watson in a scary scenario. Now, I think that Nick Casario already made the right move. And from what these reports say, now, there's some people who conflict. But according to some of these reports, that Nick Casario has already met with Deshaun Watson on influence of the general manager. I think that that's a a great decision already. Influence of the head coach. I think that's a great decision already. Because Deshaun Watson is in a position where he can certainly strong arm the Texans. NFL contracts are tough. They're long term. They have a salary cap. They have they have a franchise tag. If a team wants you, they can have you. But Deshaun Watson might be the first guy to know his value to know his worth, and to know that he can make a strong decision on the other side and say, I won't play for you. then the Texans can look at him and go, well, you're going to give up yours. I'll let you rot. You're really going to let that quarterback just sit there? Not let him play? Not trade him for tremendous assets, first-round picks, multiple first-round picks? You really aren't going to do that? If, if Deshaun Watson, I don't want it to come this way, and I'll tell you why coming up in a bit. I don't want it to come this way. But for a guy like Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson can make a decision and say, I've made a ton of money already. There is a breach of contract. They can sue him. Some way, somehow, I'm sure they might try to sue him if it were to get that ugly. But Deshaun Watson could always look at it and say, I'm not playing until I'm traded. He can do what any NBA player would do. He can do what a lot of baseball players have threatened to do, what a lot of other players in other sports have threatened to do. I'm not playing for your team. You will trade me. I won't show up to camp. I won't show up to games. I won't be playing. It won't happen. You need to make a decision and get me out of here. He could do that. Now, that's a scary scenario for a lot of other fans from a lot of other cities, and I'll tell you why coming up in a bit. But Deshaun Watson has that power, and he can do it. And for a team like Houston, which is at the bottom of the barrel, which needs draft picks like crazy, it's just crazy enough to make sense. The first and foremost priority of the Houston Texans is to repair the relationship with Deshaun Watson. To bring him in, to give him the responsibility, to give him some responsibility of being the face of the franchise and letting him be a part of the decision-making process. I trust Deshaun Watson at this point in the career where I would say it's okay. It's okay for him to be picky on this. It's okay for him to have a voice on this. He should have a voice in this because you've done it your way for a while and it's led to trash. I would first and foremost try to repair. Because quarterbacks don't grow on trees, and we're going to see it now where quarterbacks get used up and spit out very, very quickly. We're already making conversation about Tua vailoa It's been a half a year. This isn't changing. This is only going to get more different, and we're only going to move at a faster speed with these guys. Deshaun Watson knows that. So for Houston, you need to get your affairs in order and get him in on the bottom floor and make good with him. You don't need to kiss his ass. He might very well be crazy. Who knows? But right now, you have a franchise quarterback who's not very happy with you. And for Deshaun Watson, he needs to think long and hard about that future because he's going to blink, and if he stays with the way things are, you'll be Matt Stafford. You'll be a guy that's an afterthought. You'll be a fantasy football quarterback. We will heap praise on Mahomes and others. And you'll be in that second tier. And we'll always wonder what you could have done with an offensive line, with a running game, with wide receivers, not just one wide receiver and DeAndre Hopkins, like one wide receiver with Calvin Johnson. We'll wonder the same thing for you. 8552124 CBS 8552124227 what does what should deshaun watson do and if he leaves where is his best fit i got a couple ideas it's coming up next it's ken crameron on CBS sports radio You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227, 11 o'clock, top five subject, and the official end of Michigan football as a superpower, which if you hear that sentence come out of my mouth, you're going to go, Pff. Ken, it's been like 20 years. Hold on. I think this is the official end. There's a difference between trying and not. This is the official end of Michigan football as a superpower. Top five, of course, we'll do that coming up at 11.20 a.m. Eastern. Pete Futak, College Football News. We'll talk about the national championship game with him at 11.40 a.m. Eastern. Also, Merrill Hodge going to join us. Former NFLer, 12.40 p.m. Eastern, 9.40 a.m. Pacific. Work or shoot, 12.20. I didn't realize how many freaking Mets fans I knew. So, hopefully, that's either coming up. Pierno might throw it in my face. I might let Pierno... Dunk on me. Thank late. you, I this Cleveland.
0: Go. Thank you, Cleveland.
1: It's so great for Major League Baseball, isn't it, huh? Congratulations. You're killing Major League Baseball. You're killing your father, Larry. You're killing Major League Baseball. Congratulations. Now, There's other thoughts on that. 855 cbs I got more on Deshaun Watson coming up in a minute. I think we have, Do we have Pat in St. Louis here? We got Pat in St. Louis. He's next up on yeah. CBS Sports Radio. Hello, Pat. Hello, thanks. Uh, What
3: I'm really intrigued about is this Tampa Bay deal. I think uh, if there's any team that can go three weeks and go on the road and and, and win, it's them. I I think Tom Brady's in an elite group of athletes that there's competitors and then there's like a him, a Jordan, a, a Tiger Woods. And I think the Chase Young thing, as silly as it may sound, as many rings as he has, you know what? He does use that. He wants that. And and I just think that Tampa's clicking at the right time, and Tom Brady looks as good as ever. And I tell you what, in the next two years, this is the worst they're going to be right now. When they get a year in their belt, so I would say that Tampa Bay tonight, and I can see them going into Green Bay and getting a win. Thank you.
1: Uh, I, I can't disagree with you on that, and I thank you very much for the call, Pat. I, obviously, this one's a big one, but I, I I think in a lot of ways, like if I break this down in this sense, for Tom Brady, what scares you about Tom Brady for a lot of fans is that Tom Brady has won games based just on flat legacy. That's what he's done. So in a game against Washington tonight, Ron Rivera, I think there's a respect for Ron Rivera. There's a reverence. But Tom Brady can go ahead and, and rub your nose in it against Washington if he wants to. Tom Brady's at a level where now he's he's won games. Like you see him. Some guys were in diapers when they first saw him win, or they were just coming out of diapers when they first saw him win. I mean, it's 2,000. Two thousand one. So they they see this guy when they're very small children and now they're on the same field. That that's worth three points. That's worth four points. Hey hell, in some organizations that might be worth a touchdown. It's a different level with him. And I think he can win this game on Gravitas. I really do. I what Chase Young said was great, and I, I, I I like a guy putting his face out there, putting his words out there. I respect Ron Rivera. To a great degree, today I think is a statement in the playoffs for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 855-2124-CBS. If you're on hold, stay there. I'm going to get to you. What should Deshaun Watson do? And if he leaves, where's the best fit? I got a couple of ideas coming up next. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Right now it's the latest sports update with the always hard-rocking Always suave, always debonair. How could I put three of those words together only with a man like Marco Belletti? This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212 855-212-4CBS, 855 212 four227 Pete Butek coming up in just under an hour. Collegefootballnews.com, one of my favorite guests. Love talking to Pete Butek about college football. He's the curator of that website, Alabama, Ohio State, coming up Monday night. We'll get to that. Also, the playoff preview, everything going on. Merrill Hodge, former NFLer, 1240 p.m. Eastern, 940 a.m. Pacific. Going to want to keep it right here, CBS Sports Radio. Pony coming up at 2 o'clock. So it's Cleveland, it's Pittsburgh. It's a lot of fun for everybody. Deshaun Watson and somebody on Twitter hit it out of the park, and I'm so glad that they picked up what we're putting down. TS Pack 2301 Tim. Ken, the Watson situation is a doomsday for the NFL. What makes their league great is that Mahomes is a Chief, Rodgers is a Packer, Allen is a Bill. They don't want their megastars demanding trades like NBA players. The Shield will protect itself. I, now that part, he hits it out of the park with that. This is what makes the NFL special. It's not about one, it's not just about one day a week or any other stuff. It's not just about that. You have guys. Who are mega stars in that business in cities that are all over the country, where you have and we we joked about it at the end of the last segment. Pirno is a great big Mets fan. I grew up an Indians fan. I'm still an Indians fan, or whatever they change their name to. I'll be a fan of that team. Right now, morale couldn't be lower for Major League Baseball in Cleveland, Ohio. Couldn't be lower, and there's cities like Cleveland and Detroit and all of Middle America with the exception of Chicago. And you know what? I can't always say that because the White Sox can be very, very down at times. They're, they're building themselves back up, but we'll see on that. They ask, why? What's the point? We have these stars. They're just going to go. I mean, you have a situation here. To, to tell you how messed up that baseball can be at times, it's been this way for a long time. It's, I don't think this is any breaking news. But you have a spot where the Yankees will play in a city. And guys on that team that they play against, Kansas City, for instance, okay? The Royals. Look at that. Look at that situation because I think this is the best example. The Yankees will play in Kansas City against the Royals. The Royals have recently won a World Series. There are guys who play for the Royals who know that if they play well enough, they could someday get to play against the Yankees or they could someday play for the Yankees. It's a thing to strive for, to play for the Yankees. You're playing against them, but for you, you've made it. You play for the biggest team in the biggest market, and that probably means you're making the most money. It's something to strive for. Patrick Mahomes doesn't care about that. I could someday be a giant. If we play really well, and I do really well for the Chiefs, I could someday be a – Patrick Mahomes doesn't give a damn about that, and that's what makes the NFL special is that a guy like Patrick Mahomes, as long as he's taken care of, and it looks like he's taken care of, he'll take care of the Kansas City Chiefs and Kansas City Chiefs fans back. And they'll probably win more Super Bowls. He'll probably remain at the top of his game unless something terrible happens. I don't even want to go down that road. And and he will continue to pay dividends for them. That's why they can give him a half a billion dollar contract because he's going to make them money twice, three times over on that. They can certainly do that. And it makes the NFL special. Aaron Rodgers, who's an absolute Hall of Famer, who scores four touchdowns in a sleep, either running or throwing, plays in Green Bay, Wisconsin. It, it's what makes the NFL special. And if Deshaun Watson does do that, I don't know if the NFL – the NFL can't make you play. Now, they have th- such a thing as exclusive rights free agency, which is I, – I don't know how you can call that free agency, but they have such a thing as exclusive rights free agency – which is silly, but they they have it, but you can't you cannot play in the NFL unless it's for that team. But you also have a a system here where I can't make Deshaun Watson play for the Texans if I want to. It's actually a bad look for the NFL if I'm the NFL. I can't do it. Now there might be a chance. If the Houston Texans want to do it and they get everybody involved and they go, well, we can certainly blackball Deshaun Watson, but I don't think there's a team out there that wouldn't want Deshaun Watson if they had the option if they didn't already have themselves a great quarterback. So if it makes sense for both sides, yes, Deshaun Watson could demand something, but it makes a lot of fans and a lot of other cities scared. I think Mahomes, that's fine. I think a guy like Rodgers, even though we're coming towards the end, there's there's the whole Jordan Love scenario. It's been fine. It's obviously – It's I think it's, it's, it's too long in the tooth for that conversation. But you look at a lot of other cities, if you have a great quarterback, a good young quarterback, and you're not doing what you're supposed to do as a team, and that quarterback doesn't think you're doing what he's supposed to do, you could always invoke yourself to say, I'm not going to play. And then leave it out there. Demand a trade. Because you could get to a point where I can try to make the quarterback look bad. I can try to make him look like he's not a team player or I know because we're so obsessed with getting him because it's become easier to play even though it's the most scrutinized. It's become the easiest position to play that it's ever been. I can give up multiple first rounders. I can give up a lot of assets, put that team in a position, put their fan base in a position of hope because they're watching college football and we'll, we'll build everybody up to be a great prospect. We'll put them in a position of hope in the entertainment side, and I get myself a franchise quarterback and a possible elite quarterback. Hell, the only reason I leave them second tier is because they they don't have much success in the playoffs. So there is a rhyme and reason to this, but it will be scary for fan bases across the country because now you are talking about haves and have-nots. You are talking about something scary. But I also think there's a team atmosphere that if you were doing well in certain cities, I think that might be okay. We haven't just seen a quarterback. We've seen players. We've seen other players want to do this. We haven't just seen a quarterback, not yet anyway, want to play somewhere because it's a better market. I At, le- at least not in, in big terms of Deshaun Watson. He hasn't said that. They've not wanted to do it. We see it all the time in the NBA. We see it all the time in Major League Baseball. That's the difference there. But it is a scary scenario because if Deshaun Watson opens up that door, then somebody else might be willing to. Eight five five two one two four cbs Let me get to Larry in Naples, Florida. He's next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Larry.
3: Ken, good morning. You know, it's funny this came up because last Sunday night, I'm in my 60s also, like Jody Mack, and I called Jody Mack on your CBS radio, and I said, how about the Jets trade – Watson, they get the number two pick, they draft Fields, the replacement, they get rid of his $40 million contract, because they're financially strapped, they have no draft capital in Houston, and I I didn't care about what he wanted to trade, I didn't think of that, I said, it would be a good deal for Houston to get rid of him, and they would have his instant replacement, it reminded me of when the Celtics traded for Robert Parrish and got rid of Joe Barry Carroll at the top of the draft. So, and then all of a sudden Watson comes out this week and says, I want to trade. I was thinking of this more from Houston side than the quarterback side. And Jody Mack just seemed to laugh at me.
1: Well, Larry, no, 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 Larry. I don't think, I don't want to laugh at you. I just want to ask you a question here. Yes. What would you rather have? Would you rather, because to get Watson, right, if we're going to go down this road, to get Watson, <laughs> you're going to have to give up a ton. You're giving up multiple for the, the the picks that you've acquired because of Jamal right. Adams and everything else. You're going to give up all that for Deshaun Watson. Are you willing to do that? Because you could be setting yourself up in a situation that's almost exactly like Houston. Are you willing to give that up? Or do you want to roll the dice on a guy like Justin Fields who showed that he has heart and has a cannon the other night, and I've watched him all year long, and he's had a cannon for much longer than just the other night. Would you rather do that? Put young guys there, take your lumps for a year, but maybe be a better team with a different quarterback. I, I that's a that's a question you have to answer.
3: I take the twenty five year old proven forty million dollar quarterback without okay. question.
1: Okay. Not been
3: in just fifteen years. I've seen it all in the NFL in the yeah. AFL for over fifteen years. If you've got a twenty five year old quarterback, like you said with Mahomes, who's uh-huh. gonna dominate the industry for a decade. Fields, we don't know. He could be nothing. But it would be the replacement that Houston would need. And it's they the, need capital, and they need money.
1: It's it's the situation. Larry, I, I'm not going to laugh you off because I think that it, this comes down to I got a guy in Justin Fields. I know he's strong. I know he can take a hit. He's a great athlete, all that other stuff. And he and I can do lots of things in an offense with him. I do lots of things in offense with Deshaun Watson. I've seen, i seen Deshaun Watson proven, though, in the NFL. I haven't seen Justin Fields proven yet in the NFL. And Justin Fields, he could end up being better. He could end up being far worse. Deshaun Watson, I know, is a good quarterback. Now, there's a lot of money to pay Deshaun Watson. The, pro- the problem is with a team like the Jets, because I thought about this last night as I was writing some of this stuff down. I put together a ton of teams. I put together Denver, Detroit, San Francisco, the Rams, New England, Washington, Chicago, Indianapolis. Now, Indianapolis is in the division. Jacksonville is in the division. I put these teams together just thinking about the Jets were in there. I, I threw them all in there, just seeing how it would work out of my head. Just wrote them down, went down the list of NFL teams, boom, quarterback, quarterback, scap space, da 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 And going down that list, even there's teams in the division which you probably wouldn't trade with in, in Indianapolis and Jacksonville, fine. Your conversation for Jacksonville and the Jets. You've done all this acquisition of picks. Are you going to end up another Houston Texans? Because you're going to give up a t- for a guy like Deshaun Watson. If I know, if I'm the Texans and I know that this has come to an impasse, and I you can always look back at him and go, "Hey, he's, I'm not going to sit there and pay." All the way through the nose, I'll pay you a ton. I'll give you a ton. Paying terms of picks and assets and things like that. I'm not going to give you a ton. I'm going to give you a lot, but I can't give you a ton because he still says he's not going to play for you. So you can sit there and watch him just sit on Sunday and watch your quarterback get killed and you have no picks, or you can do a deal with me. You can always do that. It's, a, it's almost a John Elway scenario, except Deshaun Watson's already played in the NFL if you wanted to do it that way. On that side, it becomes an arms race. And it's still for Jacksonville. Do you think Trevor Lawrence is going to be better than Deshaun Watson? If you actually look at their numbers, they're eerily similar. Through Dane Brugler pointed this out. They are very close in both categories for both quarterbacks where there they were in college. It's incredible. The number of starts, everything. It's, it's weird. Is Trevor Lawrence going to be better than Deshaun Watson? Can you put Trevor Lawrence and all these picks with him and be in a better situation than – not than just Deshaun Watson, and you know he's good. You know Deshaun Watson's good. We don't know fully. We get, we believe Trevor Lawrence is going to be good. But we don't know yet fully. We know Deshaun Watson is. Are you willing to pay that fiddler? Larry says yes. In the Jets scenario, Larry says yes. Now Larry is tired as a Jets fan for how long? Larry is tired of this, that, and the other out of the draft and that guy not working out. So there is an emotional Part to it that I, I can't fight his emotions on that. Let's be serious. Zach, listening on the great 96 5 in Harrison, Pennsylvania. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Is it Harrisburg or Harrisonburg? That's Harrisburg. Been to Harrisburg. Fantastic city. <laughs> Zach, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead.
3: I appreciate you taking the call. Uh,
1: crazy idea given the, uh, the kind of rumor mill that Michael Thomas
3: in New Orleans had some issues with the coaching staff and teammates. That's why he was benched for that game. Taysom Hill's not the future. Jamison Winston doesn't seem to be the future. Maybe Michael Thomas in like a third to give him another draft pick in exchange for Deshaun Watson. Get both problems out of both locker rooms.
1: You got ones? I need ones. If I'm the Houston Texans, I need ones. I need. For, I need, I need, for I Michael need Thomas? Picks. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Are, are you, you're, talk, you're talking to Deshaun Watson. You want to make a trade for Deshaun Watson? I still need ones. Michael Thomas is great. Who am I, who, I? I gotta, I gotta get a quarterback out of this. Because I need ones. Because I might need to move up. You know what I mean? They don't have ones. They don't have ones. This I got year. you. Yeah, I got you. I understand.
3: I got yeah. you. Thanks for taking I, the
1: call. I, I think Zach. I swear to you. I think and thank you for very much for the call. I think that the Saints make a ton of sense. Sean Payton. It goes without saying. I wrote them down. But I, I need ones. That's all. If you, if you don't have them, we can't do deals here. For Deshaun Watson, again, I I hope that they can work it out in Houston. I hope Nick Nick Casario has sat down with him. I hope that's there. But you have to make decisions. New England, New England's interesting. I think that there's more pressure on Bill Belichick than any coach in the NFL going into 2021. And I think that's self-imposed pressure on him. I think that nobody cares more about the history of the game as a head coach right now than Bill Belichick. He knows how far away he is from Don Shula. He knows that he's going to be 69 years old. He needs a guy to get him over the hump. They've proven to you time and time again, Jared Stidham is not the answer there, and it's not going to be Cam Newton. They're going to move on from each other. They need a quarterback. And Bill Belichick's a guy who thinks their drafts are overrated anyway. If you wanted to, you could quote-unquote fleece Bill Belichick for Deshaun Watson. You end up in New England, Bill Belichick himself is worth four wins. I wrote it down in the preview of the season, and I'm going to have to get Ryan Hickey on that because he's the one who has the keys to where the recordings are. I said they'd be 8-8. They were, what, 7-9 this year? We're close. Bill Belichick's still that good of a coach. So you might be able to get the quote-unquote fleecing, and I use that term loosely because I don't know if anybody fleeces Bill Belichick, but you could fleece Bill Belichick and be able to do that. That's an option. Denver, I think, is a very zesty idea. There are options if you wanted to do it. Or just try to work it out with Sean Watson. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up next, the top five subject and the official end of Michigan football as a superpower. It happened this week. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?